everyone. Welcome back once again to Would You Like Franchise with that. The podcast for franchises by by franchises. franchises. Uh, My name's Jack. I'm here as always with my good buddy Cal. (laughs) My name's Jack. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Cal. Hey. (laughs) My name's Jack. I'm here with Cal. (laughs) <laughs> with a franchise of Would You Like Franchise with that? <laughs> the Eastern European knockoff franchise. My name is Jack. Would you franchise with that? <laughs> it's a very good franchise. My name is Jack. This is L in Gale. Communist Russia franchises like with you. <laughs> and Alex is here as well. Hey, hey. Uh, and this week we finished off uh, one Will Smith franchise and watched... The beginning of what's hopefully going to be a long-running Will Smith franchise. We finished off Men in Black, and we watched the singular Wild Wild West. I like to think that they exist within the same cinematic universe. Mm. That it's a spin-off mm. or um a prequel. Or yeah, a, like a like a sister show, sister movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. A stepsister, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so we're going to jump in first with Men in Black to uh, to follow on from last week. Mm. Uh, we watched Men in Black. We don't have a jazzy theme song to sing for this one. Don't we? We've got the Pitbull song. Oh! Was that Pitbull that did that remix? Back in time. Because I love that original Love is Strange song, but yeah, I didn't know that was Pitbull coming in over the top. Miami. Where's Cole? He loves Pitbull. He's probably listening to Pitbull right now. He's probably hanging out with Pitbull. Yeah. He's at a Pitbull show. Yeah, I, I have a, a little bit of a theory that Colt is Pitbull. <laughs> Just we taller did, and with We did never see hair. them in the same room together. Checks out. Mm. Mm. Fake news. Hey, Al, what happens in Men in Black 3? Men in Black 3. Get ready for it. All right. In a maximum security prison on the moon, the one-armed Boglodite supervillain Boris the Animal has escaped to return to Earth and rewrite. The course of history. After 14 years in the Men in Black, the once young upstart, Agent J, is now a senior MIB operative. But his professional relationship with partner K is starting to get tetchy. K is a crusty old crank that can't even show any emotion, giving the eulogy at the funeral of his oldest friend, Zed. Or Z. Zed's dead, baby. (laughs) Zed's dead. We never really learned how Zed died, but... I guess it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Is that character, is that actor dead? Maybe. Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Mm. Look out. it up. You look it up. Talking. I'll keep going. Still, there are aliens to deal with, and when the MIBs get a tip-off about some fishy activity at a Chinese restaurant, Kay is surprised to see his old nemesis, Boris, show up. But he's not around for long. Uh, Rip Torn is still alive. Good to hear. But when he does die, One- there's definitely going to be headlines that say, R.I.P. <laughs> Rip Torn. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Um, Ripped from this world. <laughs> torn, from the one, torn, torn down. <laughs> torn away from the ones he loved. And then the song at his funeral can be torn by Natalie and It's a little late. Four <laughs> minutes <in> black three. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll carry on. I like the bit right. when she says she's lying naked on the floor. That's my favourite part of that. Maybe she'll be lying naked on the floor at Rip Torn's funeral. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen. Uh, All right. So where are we at? Boris shows up. Yes, but he's not around long because Kay and Boris both go missing. And after some research, Jay figures out that Boris 
has travelled back in time to 1969 to kill Kay before he gets the chance to put up the boglodyte-repelling Arknet shield to protect the Earth from invasion. Mm. Now Jay has to jump back in time to prevent Boris killing Kay. Literally jump back in time. Jump back in time, literally. Because he jumps off a building. He jumps off a building. Literally. And goes back in time. He goes back in time, jumps back in time. Literally. (laughs) To prevent Boris killing Kay. Come on, on with it. (laughs) Josh Brolin is the young Kay, a straight-talking agent, not yet jaded and worn down by a life of alien enforcement. With some help from Andy Warhol, the MIBs team up with Griffin, a woolly-hatted clairvoyant alien, to hatch a plan to stop Boris and save the Earth. Griffin has brought the Arknet with him to keep the Earth safe, but it will only work in zero gravity. Mm. Conveniently, the Apollo 11 space launch is happening the very next day, so they just need to find a way to fix the Arknet to the spaceship. They quickly jetpack down to Cape Canaveral, convince the general and security guards at the site that they have good intentions, and after an altercation with the 1969 Easy Rider-styled young Boris and the one-armed Morpheus-style old Boris, they successfully get the Arknet onto the rocket. They Why kill- is the old one Morpheus-styled? Because of his glasses. He's got like a leather jacket and glasses and, yeah, you know, close enough. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> they kill both the Borises. But not before Easy Rider Boris kills the general that let them into the launch site. Turns out this general was Jay's father, and that Kay has been some kind of father figure to him all along. Then there is a Pitbull song, Back in Time, which is disappointing. <laughs> it is awkward when a Will Smith movie ends and Will Smith doesn't rap the theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the rap that he did at the end of Seven Pounds was like yeah, was my favourite <laughs> Well, Pursuit I- of rappiness. <laughs> <laughs> um, Legend of <laughs> rappy bands. I am a rapper. <laughs> I hadn't actually seen this one before and really? I was I was ex- expecting a, a rap. I was like, yeah, I, I thought the there would be one. Yeah. And... There was not. There was not a rap. People mm. don't rap anymore. Anymore. 2012 was this made? I believe yeah. it was 2012, yeah. which is actually not that long ago. Mm. No, I saw this at the cinemas. Yeah, mm. so did I, and I have no idea why. <laughs> uh, because it's Men in Black, and you were yeah, excited yeah. about it. And Josh Brolin, and you're like, oh, yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. No, I don't think that was it. Mm. I feel like, I think maybe I saw this at the cinemas because... Because it was one of those things where we were going to go to the movies. And, and that, was, that was just... Nah, that was, that just, was it. Was, yeah, actually, that's probably... Yeah. Yeah, no. Now you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's why we weren't together. It works out. <laughs> yeah. Sat in the back row. Mm. Bought you a chalk top. What did you, uh, what did you make of that cinema experience and the rewatch? Did you uh, it's enjoy it? It's better than Men in Black 2. Mm. Oh, I enjoyed undoubtedly. it this time because I'd watched it in such close... Um, uh, like, I proximity. Saw Men, yeah, proximity. Confines. Yeah. <laughs> So close to Men in Black 2. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. more like Men in Black And the relative quality of the film because is I think, high. I think yeah. the thing with Men in Black as a series is everyone loves and remembers Men in Black 1. Yes. No one remembers Men in Black 2. Like, yes. I talked 
for a good half an hour about Men in Black 2 in the last episode, but I couldn't even remember what yeah. I was talking. I can't... Yeah. It yeah. just... It deletes itself from your mind. It's it's like a memento of a movie. It's a neuralizer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you get neuralizer. Maybe that's the <laughs> whole that's joke the of thing. Men in Black yeah. 2. It's like, yeah. we got it. Yeah. We got the perfect memory zapping movie. Yeah. I just remember being disappointed. That's, that's about it. Mm. Uh, and then... So, the, you go into the third one thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Men in Black... I remember Men in Black, yes. expecting it to be as good as Men in Black 1. Right. When in actuality, you should be thinking, well, as long as it's better than Men in Black, Black 2. 2 yeah. mm. Mm. But since Men in Black 2 doesn't exist in your brain anymore. Yeah. Mm. Although it did, like, I do feel like if if Men in Black 2 just never existed mm. and this was more of a, um, like, an Independence Day or a Jurassic World style, yeah, like, yeah. huge break yeah, yeah. Uh, between sequels. Mm. You, like, it, it would have worked yeah. better as just a straight-up sequel. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting that they did do it, well, like, 10 years after Men in Black 2. Yeah. Mm. I think the, the, the reason why Men in Black 2 was shitty was that they had to spend the whole movie, like, explaining away why um, Tommy Lee Jones was back in action. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they wrapped up at the end of... It's the same as, like, when The Matrix, the second Matrix movie. Mm. Yeah. Like, it ends on such a high note where you're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But you don't actually want to see what happens. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, the, se- the yeah. If they if they would have just, like, skipped straight to the third one and Tommy Lee Jones is back and they're like, hey, some- someone makes a comment, some, like, tertiary character is like, oh, I thought you retired. And he's like, nah, I'm back. <laughs> no, I, no, turn- no, it didn't work out, out of the post Turns out my wife, I you know, no, we didn't get along at all. <laughs> But, yeah. like, he's barely in this, really, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Which... What did, what did you guys think of Josh Brolin as a young Tommy Lee Jones? Great Tommy Lee Jones impression. I Amazing. Thought, yeah. The voice was, yeah. like, spot on. I, yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, he, was, he was maybe a little bit more Southern than Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. yeah. But, but I also uh, think it's because he's young. Yeah. Hmm. Like, that you just, like, take for granted southernness in old people. Like, you just think, oh, that's just how old people talk. Yeah. But that's actually their being southern. It was more like this folksy kind of, are you slick, or yeah. whatever. Like, just mm. a bit more energy. Yeah. The more energy you give a southern accent, the more southern it sounds. Yeah, right. Mm. Mm. That's an interesting mm. linguistic position. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it did really make me just want to go back and rewatch um, No Country for Old Men. Mm. Yeah. I reckon Josh Brolin was... I had no trouble... Believing that he was K, like yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I did have trouble believing that he was supposed to be twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't he like make some joke yeah, about yeah, that yeah, though? He's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, you got yeah, some yeah, uh, city years. City, on yeah, yeah. He's clearly like what forty five yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's got just such a great like um, agent, you know, face mm. and head. Mm. Yeah. Josh yeah, Brolin, yeah, like yeah. he's got the big jaw yeah, and the yeah. the hair yeah, and the sideburns and yeah. Um, I felt like like the. On paper, this movie should work a lot better than it did. It's not bad. Mm. It's not as bad as MIB 2. Yeah. But if it just feels like a lot of missed opportunities. Like, they've got mm. all the, the whole hippie stuff going on, and yeah, they make yeah, a yeah. few kind of allusions mm. to that, and they go to factory with, like, Andy Warhol, and Andy Warhol's an alien. Yeah. He's like, yeah. No, he's an agent. No, he's, no, he's an agent. He's yeah, an yeah. agent. Everyone, everyone else was aliens. Yeah. And all models are aliens, mm-hmm. which means that all... Uh, Human men are attracted to non-human women. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I guess well, I mean, I guess you're not only attracted to models. models. Yeah. Don't know. It depends on the individual, I guess. I, I guess models do look a little bit alien now. You yeah, about. I quite like yeah, that well, line that he had though. That was, uh, 
I found out found that out the hard way. It's <laughs> like, so, oh. I'll drop that one in there, you know. What does that mean, Alex? I don't know. Let your imagination dictate. Why was it hard? <laughs> it's a sex joke. It's a sex oh, because he was erect. He was probably um, had some sort of fraternizing with the model, and it didn't end well mm. for either party. Mm. Mm-hmm. Would have been quite a party, though. Oh Ooh. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I thought Party that bit of the millennium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that bit of the movie was like the weakest part. Yeah. Um because it was actually a pretty good setup, I think. And by the like when he went back to 1969, it was like, all right, ready to go. Yeah. Then the like it was almost like I mean in Black Meets Austin Powers. It's exactly what it was. Yeah. 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 And when the the alien dude with the you know, the teenage dirtbag kind of hat on, yeah. mm. when he shows up, it just got quite confused for Fifteen or Wait, twenty minutes. I who's think. the alien dude? With- oh, Griffin. right, Griffin. Yeah. The like my, my guy who could see the future. Him as a cross between uh, the boy from About a Boy and Robin Williams. Mm. Okay, I think he had Robin Williams' face. He's got Robin Williams' eyes. Yeah, that's what it is. It's Robin Williams' sad smile. I was just thinking with of the boy from About a Boy, teenage teenage dirtbag guy. You know, no, teenage dirtbag wore a bucket hat. Didn't he have this? Oh no, he no, had no, the. No, no, you're, you're thinking Teenage Dirtbag, the song. You're thinking Loser, the movie star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggs. I'm thinking Jason Biggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which yeah, are yeah. you know completely. He lived in the same. Take it away, Kevin. With me. Um, yeah, but he was just like a pretty weird character, and then it just should have got Jason Biggs to play. Yeah, it would have been better. But it was like so sentimental and weird it just didn't fit with like the tone of the rest of the movie yeah when they go to like um so there's this they go back in time uh they have to solve the mystery of like how boris the animal Mm. is going to kill Kay to stop it from happening yeah uh and they find this character what's his name uh griggs or Griffin. 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 And he's like a Arcanian alien. Yeah, he's the last of his species. Yeah. And he exists in several timelines at once. Yeah. Or something. So he can see the future and he's he's kind of this like I don't know, uh he, he Rain can, Man kind of guy. Yeah, he can see dude, infinite yeah. possibilities happening simultaneously. But he doesn't know which one it's gonna be, so he's yeah. constantly saying uh, I hope this is the one where this happens and not the one where yeah. this happens. Yeah. He couldn't walk in the door in 12 seconds. Oh, oh no, he must have done some other do you thing. Think, actually, do you think in. the Robin Williams thing was intentional? Do you think he's supposed to be Mork from Mork and Mindy? He had that vibe to him. Uh, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, they find him and he's going to help Well, them. I think he's was, got... Oh, the, he's got the shield. He's got yeah. the... Because I think he's, his planet had been destroyed or something. Yeah. By the... By the Boglodite. Boglodite. Yeah. And then, Trash. and then he was like, "Well, I've got this shield thing, which I don't know why he didn't use it on his own planet. Mm. Maybe there was some explanation of that." And he came to Earth and was like, "I can help Earth yeah. out. I'm yeah. just a good guy." Yeah. Um, by giving you this shield Sh- net shield, thing. Yeah. yeah, but he's a bit spacey. Yeah, yeah. He needed like a bit of uh, efficiency, you know, mm. to go along with he's his a bit Kevin Spacey and yes. packs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there was the bit where he was in like a baseball field. Yeah, and- that that bit was so yeah. Boring and trite. <laughs> yeah, he could talk like, about miracles. Yeah, yeah, that had a bit of oh, Field of Dreams Cubs, vibe, didn't yeah, it? Oh, yeah, this, oh, this is my, f- oh, this yeah. is my favorite part of humanity. My favorite. Mm. And then he saw some like Mets fans that came into the diner, and he was like, "Oh, little does he know that the Mets are going to win the baseball World mm. Series next year because this particular Maybe stitching on resonate. the baseball led to." Yeah. The- I think that would have resonated more if I knew anything about baseball. 
I don't think so. Really, something to do with either the Mets or the Cubs last year. The Cubs, yeah. The Cubs, the Cubs won. won last year, and it was like they'd never won them before. Yeah. Or something. isn't that the thing from um, Back to the Future? You know, I wish I could have gone back in time and put some money on the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're saying something about like. It's a miracle, but it's not really a miracle. It's just a particular set of circumstances that yeah. have led to something happening, which yeah. is not not particularly interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was what was the moral of the story? Yeah. Mm, I don't. Not that the first one necessarily had a moral to it. No, but it felt a little bit more purposeful, maybe. Yeah. Well, it, and then there was the very last scene where. Um, cause after he finds out that his father was killed, like during this, you know, mm. operation. Yeah. Um, and then they like go back to the present day and he's like, thanks Kay for looking out for him or whatever. Yeah. And he knows what's happened. And then the, the weird alien guy's there and he's like, oh, I hope this isn't the one where, uh, Kay forgets to tip yeah. at the diner yeah. because then an asteroid is going to hit the earth. Yeah. And then he comes back in and gives them the tip and then the asteroid hits a satellite yeah it's like i think that does i think that was just a, like a throwaway job yeah at the end. i think they yeah but it had this whole like yeah moralistic kind of feel to it but yeah. i was like what well, i don't it's get a it like, the other way how the other ones end like the first one ends with a big zoom out and the aliens are playing yeah out. yeah yeah like, i think it's in that same sort of vein yeah of, and they tried to do something with the second one i can't remember yeah what it, it was, was um it, it was room. like the locker room. Oh, the yeah. locker room. At the We're train station. In the locker room. Yeah. yeah. In an intergalactic train okay. station. Yeah. So it was another lame attempt at like, we're just this tiny insignificant little blotch in the universe and we could be destroyed at any yeah. second. Was yeah. that kind of the- I think so. Yeah. Yeah. My problem with the movie more, and, and I, I agree that it probably starts with the introduction of that Griffin character, um, is that it, it does have a pretty strong setup. And you, yeah. you get mm-hmm. there and Will Smith and young Tommy Lee Jones meet. And then they like they have this thing where it's like okay we're gonna track down Boris the alien and there's the threat of there's like young Boris the alien and old Boris the alien they have yeah. to figure out both of them and that kind of goes along for a little while and it you know scenes just kind of continue to happen and then they get to the climax of the movie and then they just kind of throw it all away like they just defeat Boris the alien really easily yeah yeah both versions of Boris mm. the alien yeah uh, and. It's just such a wasted. Yeah, like, I feel like they really wasted Jermaine Clement in that role. Yeah, like he could have worked really well. Well, they probably should have made him sing, but he would have worked really well in in a role. Like Why that. did they not have the like MIB three song with with Boris Jermaine the animal oh, coming oh. in? Like, oh yeah, oh, he so had the like Bowie in space voice. He was yeah. like, oh no, I'm not going to do that. Oh no, I quite like how young Boris and old Boris didn't like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They were a little snippy with yeah. each other. Oh, there was that weird like Gollum scene where yeah. he was like, no, you wouldn't understand at all. Dad, you lost your arm. Yeah. Um, I didn't really either understand, like, I know that one of the tenets of Men in Black is that the the villain is an alien that looks like a human and mm. then, but they're actually something else underneath. Yeah. Like, that's mm. been in all of them. Yeah. But I never really understood what Boris actually was. Yeah. Like, he's got, like, a weird spiky vagina hand that he mm. has a, a beetle in. Yeah. And then- <laughs> He's got like 
his whole body seems to be made up of spiky little claws and stuff like his eyes and his feet all kind of at moments just like splay out these weird like nailed tentacles yeah and I was waiting for the moment like at the end of Men in Black 1 with the put my hand (laughs) behind my head and he like pulls off the um, Egger suit and comes out as like the full bug and they have a big you know climactic Mm. end of the movie thing yeah Um, and I was waiting for that to happen in this one and there's just a moment at the end where he kind of like screams and his face goes a bit weird but they yeah. never, I never really got a sense of, like, what he was as an alien. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that, like surely that's not his natural form. And when they bust him out of prison, he's just, like, sitting there, like, still looking like a human. Like, that's not what they that their race look like, right? The Boglodites. The Boglodites. We never saw any, other, saw Boglodites. any other Boglodites. We, we, we saw the saw Boglodites twice. Didn't we see, like, a Boglodite arm coming out of, like, a Boglodite ship? Because the Boglodites invade present day. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, did we see an arm coming out of a ship? Maybe not. Maybe I imagine that. It seems also like over, like over the three movie franchise, mm. they could have actually developed some particular alien species or races yeah. and like built up a bit of a mythology around it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I don't know, like Star Wars or whatever. There's like the fish guy who's a general or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's all these different characters. But it just felt like it was this completely. Fresh set of aliens every time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what happens? Did you say you'd read the comic books or you watched the cartoon or something? Uh, I I watched the cartoon when I was a kid, but I started reading the comic books. Um, And, yeah, I mean, the comic books read... It's actually, yeah, the comic books read like a Shane Black kind of style action uh, buddy cop thing Mm -hmm. a lot more. Right. I didn't get... Like, I read the first issue and, uh, yeah, like, you don't see any full-on aliens right. in mm-hmm. that one. But they are aliens. It's about, like, um, I think it was in the... They must have been made in the 90s. And it was, like, a thinly veiled metaphor for PCP. Like, these aliens oh. were bringing in this, like, strange, like, alien drug called, like, Carnage or something yeah. like that. That, like, mm. you know, it fucks people up yeah. in, in the way that they say in... Uh, Bad Boys too. <laughs> <laughs> Ecstasy, they love it. <laughs> um, the weird yeah. um, worm penis aliens were in every movie. That's true. Yeah. They were, they were yeah, playing yeah. the bag yeah. funeral. <laughs> I'm actually like this movie actually made me really look forward to the reboot with um uh oh. Uh, we talked about it last week. The Twenty One Jump Street. Oh uh, yeah, uh, what is it? Twenty. What's Seth it called? Rogen and Channing Tatum. Uh, Men in Black Twenty Three. Yeah, and it's got Channing Tatum and um, <laughs> Jonah, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Seth Rogen. Oh yeah. Okay. Same shit though. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. I think this one had more um, things like the scene with Bill Hader playing Andy Warhol. And yeah. the bit with Will Arnett in it. Yeah. Like, those sort of cameos, that feels like a very modern comedy thing to do. Yeah. To have Will Arnett in your movie for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to be in it more, though. Yeah. I was like, oh, this would be good. Yeah, I wanted to see the spin-off uh, with just Will Arnett as a man Will Arnett and... Um, and Putty from the second one. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just out-voicing each <laughs> yeah. other. Just out-deep-voicing each other. <laughs> oh, man. 
God, Jack. Oh. We could do just like a the trip or like comedians in cars getting coffee type thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just like Will Arnett and uh, Putty uh, just, like, yeah, just driving around New York <laughs> with like like having to deal with an alien. Just like, yeah. oh God, another <laughs> alien. Oh, that would just, that's the best web series idea. <laughs> like, oh, like viral marketing. Peyton, who that. can I send an email to make that a thing? Uh, who owns the rights? Yeah, who owns Men in Black? Don't tell them. <laughs> I'll just put it out on Twitter. Yeah, and I'll, um, just put it out there in the world. At real Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. You're going to love this. You're going to love this web series. Have you guys people. been looking at Donald Trump's Twitter? I have I'm, a little bit, I'm yeah. way behind the eight ball on this. I try not to, but so you can't avoid it sometimes. weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. It's loopy, like every single day. Did you not know... Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but like, yes, yes. I'm surprised. Like, I didn't think I could be this surprised it's for one this of those long things- by this many How things. How are you surprised though? Like, Donald Trump's Twitter is basically in the news every mm. every yeah, day. Yeah, I, I I knew Donald Trump was in the news for doing loopy stuff, mm. but I kind of try not to read too much of it. So I don't think I get to the point where it explains that it was all this stuff happened on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it was just, like, he would do things in the White House and they'd get reported on. You'd be like, that's fucking stupid. How do you think that Donald Trump would react if he found out there was actually a a man in black? They're doing a great job. We're going to build a wall and they're going to pay for it. I knew about it. I knew about it the whole time. I knew about it. (laughs) It's important. Make America great again. The Barclodites are going to put up their own shield. We're going to introduce new taxes. Um, one thing I did love in this movie was the the brief shot of uh, Will Smith in his apartment, and he had the portrait of Frank yeah. the Pug like <laughs> yeah. on the wall. Of- yeah, yeah, I noticed there was two two references to Frank the Pug. There was that one, and then uh, when they go back to the sixties, and they go they go to like a fair where there's oh, a yeah, freak yeah. show, yeah, yeah. and they have like the alien they're trying to protect is like a a shaman or something. He's got a big hat, and then the like the other uh, freaks. One of them is Frank the Pug. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some really good, uh, like, there's good gags in this movie where the the second one had lots of really, like, drawn-out, awkward slaps, attempts at slapstick and yeah. stuff. This one had, like, there's a sequence where uh, when Will Smith first goes back to the 60s, uh, he steals a car and yeah. gets pulled over by the police. Yeah. And that interaction is, like, kind of, there's funny lines in that interaction when he's talking about, like, I, didn't st- I, I did steal this car. Yeah. Uh, not because I'm black. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then there's a great bit. They pull him out of the car and they get him bent over on the, like, like to handcuff him and stuff. Mm. So his hands are behind his back and then he manages to convince them to neuralize them, tricks them into neuralizing themselves. Yeah. But he does that and it cuts back to him and somehow he's got his sunglasses yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like, I did like that. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> Even though he's looking in the other direction yeah. and totally doesn't need it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this movie is a lot more cartoony. And I agree yeah. that like independently some of the sequences do have like a bit of imagination yeah. and a sense of humor. Yeah. Like when they go back to the, um, men in black area in the 60s there's this like nerdy teenage alien who's like on the phone to his dad and he's like uh I, i've been locked up in, in men in black prison you're gonna have to come bail me yeah, out. Yeah. And he's like getting berated on the other side of the phone. <laughs> like this yeah it was funny it was better written it just um yeah it wasn't going anywhere not particularly cohesive not cohesive and just they it feels like they just had, it really threw away the ending. Like it, mm. they were, they had a lot of stuff there, but they, it felt like they purposefully undercut 
the ending with Boris. Like, every time mm. Boris was about to be a threat, and they set him up to be, like, the baddest dude ever. Mm. Like, they build a prison on Mars specifically- The moon. To- on the moon. On the moon, yeah. sorry. <laughs> just specifically to hold this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they, like, have this whole, like, jailbreak sequence, which is quite fun. Mm. And then when they have to showdown against him, he just fucks up and dies instantly three times. Yeah. 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 I think generally the thinner plot, like, worked for it, though. Like, I feel like a lot of these movies have been- Too plotty. So convoluted and, like- Every scene and every line is just exposition of like we need yeah. to get to the next no, thing. What are we going to? I totally. So agree. it had a little bit more. I think this. I think that the setup was good. Like it, there was a good yeah, foundation yeah. for it. Like um, an alien travels back in time and kills Kay, so he does. He never exists, and Jay needs to go back uh, and deal with like both like the the weirdness of being in the sixties and also the weirdness of like aliens. Yeah, yeah, and also solve the mystery of like. Or like stop the killing from happening. That's yeah. that, that is a good yeah, know, yeah yeah. That's a good first act, and yeah. it did have a good first act. Then they just didn't do anything with that. They didn't they didn't really figure out a, a satisfying way to pay that. Off. Yeah, mm. and th- there was the revelation of of um, the general at the launch mm. site being his father at the end. That felt really tacked on, but it could that could have worked into that final sequence somehow and actually had some kind of tension in the film. I think because that yeah. that was really like it was over, and then it was like. Oh, yeah, oh. by the way. The guy yeah. who played Will Smith's father was the worst actor <laughs> ever. Like, I had... After watching Fantastic Four of 1990-whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not the worst actor ever, but, you know. Worst actor in this poor, movie. Poor, poor, yeah. Yeah. They, but they could have, you know, if if they wanted to make that a bigger part of the movie, they did have the one scene where Will Smith is, like, talking about, I used to play ball with my dad, except my dad wasn't there and I just threw the ball against the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the one setup for that thing. But they, they could have kind of tried to set up that the the father-son relationship between Kay and Jay a little bit more. Yeah. Or that 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 Kay, that Jay had something missing that he didn't know his dad. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, it, it just felt very, like, we need a way... To make him traveling back in time relevant somehow, yeah. and it was almost and the or a choice that maybe he knows that his dad has to die to save Kay, and he makes that decision. Like, you know, do I save Kay or do I save my real dad? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, my surrogate dad or my real dad? He was just killed like circumstantially, really, wasn't he? Like, Everyone yeah. in this movie was just killed yeah. circumstantially. Like, yeah. for a movie that's so much about like, um, you know. Infinite against all possibilities odds and infinite also. possibilities everything like just happens yeah. like there's, it doesn't feel yeah I think that's what it needed it needed a moment where the main character the protagonist has to make a choice between the lesser of two evils mm. and, he, and he chooses yeah. K like that's compelling yeah maybe he kind of just watches it happen in this one yeah every and that happens for everything in the movies mm. just like it just happens like they don't actually solve anything they just kind of like stumble into a series of scenes yeah and yeah. then get out of it and it's and it all works out in the end yeah and i guess a lot of that set up at the start about k being so like cranky and not being able to show any emotion yeah. was all predicated on this event happening and that it had kind of, like, broken him in yeah. some way. Which but, well, seemed it weird. Just, it it didn't make weird. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And he's but, not... He's just, like, kind of a... Sur- he's not that bad. No. Like, it's... And, like, that's a sad thing to happen, yeah. but it wasn't like he screwed up and it, it 
resulted yeah. in his father being it, killed or it something. It should have been more like, about him being like overly a father figure and like overly protective yeah, of Jay yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you we're partners here. Like, you know, yeah. you keep like overruling me and I'm yeah. like, you're not my dad. And then, oh, maybe I am. <laughs> Slick. <laughs> no, you're out of sport. But, uh, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones looked so old and crusty when it cut so... back to the present day. I, I really? Because I was thinking that, you know, we were talking about how no one seems to age. Like, I, mm. like he looked a bit older, but he's 14 years older than he was in the first Men in Black movie. Yeah, I thought he looked pretty not great, actually. Mm. He looked a bit unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was just in comparison to Josh Brolin, who looked, you know... He looked fabulous. Fit. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I want to see Josh Brolin and Tommy Lee Jones just make out, just, just as a side note. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> on that note, should we, uh, should we move on? Yeah, let's move to on another to another uh, vehicle. Wild, Wild West. Let's move back in time a little bit further, eh? Hey. Oh, <laughs> Pitbull, hit it! Right, so, Al, do you want to regale us with the plot synopsis of Wild Wild West, or as it was originally called, Steampunk Willie? Oh, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, they, on, they, they, they named it. <laughs> uh, they named it after General Lovelace's Steampunk Willie. <laughs> I'd be happy to, Jack. Um, so we'll go back in time to the late. 19th century. <laughs> Soon after the US Civil War, and a whole load of crazy new weapons are starting to appear in the backwaters of the South. The film opens um, in Louisiana with a guy wearing a magnetic collar getting decapitated by a flying, shiny metal blade emblazoned with a tarantula. Mm. <laughs> Flash forward a few years, and we meet Jim West. A fast-talking, gunslinging army cowboy with a penchant for lovely ladies. <laughs> he soon meets Artemis Gordon, a cross-dressing U.S. marshal in a bawdy western saloon. After, hi- after a hypno- hypnotic altercation with the trumpet-eared general Bloodbath McGrath, they hop on a gadget-filled train to track down Arliss Loveless, a wheelchair-bound evil villain who is hosting a lavish party of racist dignitaries. <laughs> These are, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Loveless, Loveless is the baddest, wackiest inventor going around and has kidnapped, kidnapped a bunch of scientists to develop some super nasty weapons to sell to the redneck foreigners. West and Gordon. Redneck foreigners? Yeah, they're like, aren't they English, like foreign? But how are they redneck and foreign? Well, they're red, you know, hmm? thematically redneck. <laughs> There's some gags about redneck, red. Red's a good thing, you know? Uh... All right, continue. Passion. <laughs> All right, well, West, slide. West and Gordon rescue buxom scientist's daughter, Salma Hayek, and stumble upon Loveless testing some of his weapons with lots of flames and steam and spinning brass knobs. Um, <laughs> and, Steampunk willies. <laughs> um, by which he tests and then also kills General McGrath and, and all his uh, Confederate soldiers. They go after Loveless again, but get chased off by their big spinning spider blades and end up at the bottom of a canyon wearing magnetic collars. Hilarity ensues. They grill some lizards on the campfire and tell some stories about Jim West growing up with Indians. It turns out Loveless killed Jim West's parents and a whole bunch of free slaves at a place called New Liberty. 
They walk around in front of some terrible green screens of the Utah desert looking for Spider Canyon, Loveless's lair, and home to his gigantic robotic spider. Nearby, President Ulysses S. Grant is opening a new railroad when, look out, the robotic spider shows up. It's going to kill everyone. Gordon, dressed as the president, tries to trick Loveless, but they both end up getting captured. In a very Nazi-esque ceremony inside the robotic spider, Jim West tries his hand at disguise in an effort to rescue Gordon and the president. When his boobies catch on fire, the jig is up (laughs) and the battle is on. Jim West gets in a fight with a few mechanics with swords for hands and shovels and metal balls before Loveless gets his spider on. After a bit of a tussle, Loveless tumbles off a cliff. The president appoints our two heroes as the first two agents of the Secret Service, but they are mostly disappointed that Selma Hayek is getting married to her father. <laughs> Still, you didn't like mention that Selma Hayek was in this movie at all. I did. You did very briefly. Still, they get to keep the robotic spider, and they roll into the stroll into the bounce into the wild wild west. When I roll into the wild wild west, when I roll into the wild wild west, we keep bouncing in the wild wild west. We're going straight to. Wow, wow, West, we're going straight uh, to uh, Wow, wow, do 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 Jim West, Desperado, Rock Prada. No, I don't want nada. No, it is. Prada running this. And it's to face to face and make contact. My Did you guys know her name is Salma Hayek and not Selma Hayek? Yeah. I thought it was Selma Hayek my whole life. Salma, Selma, Salma. Did you know that Salma Hayek is 50 now? Hmm. Still got it. Still got it. <laughs> Seems old. <laughs> you are old, Salma. <laughs> Seems old to me. <laughs> Wild Wild West. Wild what Wild a motion West. picture, eh? Mm. Or as one, one uh, IMDb reviewer put it, mild, mild zest. Oh, God. <laughs> Kellen so, loves the word zest. <laughs> oh, I hate the word zest. <laughs> It seems. I hate the word zest. Uh, I hate the word zesty. Zesty. Yeah, <laughs> it's the and red also, rooster in him coming out. <laughs> it's it's also the word that so the two words I hate: zesty and lux. 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 Yeah, when someone's like, "Oh, that's lux." I hate lux. deluxe. I think deluxe is like. I a, don't mind deluxe because that's kind of comical. I think deluxe is a gross word. It just sounds awful. Like. Yeah, but that's why it's kind of funny. But lux is just. Oh, that's Lux. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Piece of shit. What about Luxurious? Luxurious is fine. Yeah. It's not Lux, though. Mm. Luxa? Luxem- also good. Lux is good. Luxembourg is good. Oh, Luxembourg. Oh, <laughs> 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 sick. Sorry to the people of Luxembourg. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. You're rich anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, so... Everyone kind of universally uh, pans Wild Wild West, including the entire uh, cast, cast and crew. And crew yeah. um, it got numerous Razzies. Yeah. Everyone hates it. I fucking love oh, this it's movie. It's not that bad. Like, I hated it. I thought it was really? awful. I think because I'd seen this when I was a kid, like yeah. in the afterglow of Men in Black. Yeah. And I was like, I had the single on yeah, CD yeah. and I loved it. I thought it was like great. Yeah. And then watching it again, I was like, this is a shh. Shit pile of a movie. Like, it's though. just like non-stop silliness. I love it. It just goes and goes oh and goes God. and gets sillier and sillier. It's just and- so many like booby jokes and yeah. like oh, just 
thinly it's, veiled racist sexism. Okay, yeah, so okay, the, the racism and the sexism, they no, they thinly veiled. Out. I take that back. It is overtly yeah, yeah, offensive. Yeah. And yeah, that that stuff is uh, stuck out a little bit. But like in terms of like memorable, fun action sequences, the scene where they like uh, have the mechanic the. Uh, magnetic collars around their neck, yeah. and then the giant like killer frisbees get sent after them, <laughs> so and then they like they like jump to avoid it, and the frisbees collide and explode. And explode. That's <laughs> fucking fantastic. <laughs> there's a giant mechanical steampunk western spider. Uh, there's a bit the, where a the, guy the has main his... villain is only half a man. Yeah. <laughs> Many great gags yeah. come out of that one. Uh, there, there's a sequence where they like. Uh, put a lamp in the back of a dead guy's head and then project his the last thing he <laughs> saw onto a wall. That's fucking. <laughs> there's a scene. There's a scene where like several. I don't know if they're bodyguards or assassins or something. They're hiding, hiding in as, paintings. As painting yeah, oh, yeah, in yeah, a yeah. room. And it just it makes no sense. It's it's like watching a cartoon. It's yeah. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> like I don't think there's anything quite like it. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Yeah. That's that's, that's what I got out of it. That there's not. It's just. It just keeps going. It's like no one stopped. To think while they were making it, they were just like, "Make the movie, just keep going, don't stop, don't think." (laughs) Shinier, more steam, more stuff, more ludicrousness. What I just don't, maybe this is just a a problem I have, is it is a steampunk, asa like aesthetic, and I just don't really get it. I don't know where it comes from. I think this is the best piece of steampunk that exists. Sure, sure, but like, what what is steampunk? Like, what is defined by steampunk? Where, Where does it come from? What is it like? At its basis level, steampunk is basically kind of retrofitting newer technologies into previous times using, like, what would have been the technology of the time. Okay, okay. So, and most, like, I don't know. So that's why it's a lot of, like, steam trains that turn into, like, wacky robots and stuff like that. Yeah. But generally a steampunk, not just this film. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, But there there is a lot of um, shitty tropes that come along with steampunk. Yeah. Generally, like, big cogs and, like, Mm. bowler hats. Mm. And, like, steampunk is, like, generally, like pretty looked down on although like i don't know i i have a bit of a soft spot for it sometimes like when it is just pushed to the level of like complete ludic ludicrousness yeah um, it's, it's kind of like it's interesting as an aesthetic i think when it's in a film like this it's yeah. set in the west and it's like this f- ridiculous fantasy mm, action yeah. adventure romp but when someone just makes their computer look like it's from Victorian England, sort of for no reason, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like what I, yeah, I don't really, I can't see the point in, yeah. in that that side of things. Yeah, or I guess I just felt like the film, like because it had the steampunk thing, it had the Wild West thing, which mm. I just don't think it really like exploited the Western like as a genre very well. Like I think there were a lot of like cliches and stuff from westerns that it, it could have played on a bit more. Like yeah. the, you know, the dark history of the, you know, the nameless hero saving the townspeople or whatever. I don't know. I just felt like it didn't. Well, it's, it's based on a television show. Um, the, from, this movie this is. This movie is based okay. on a show from the 60s, uh, which although everyone uh, associated with the show says that it really missed the point of what the show was about. I watched mm. maybe like 15 minutes of an episode mm. um, and it's like the premise is, the odd couple, one of them is a, an inventor and has all the gadgets and stuff. So, they've kept that. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, and, like, the the 15 minutes of the show that I saw, like, had them walking into a bar and there was, like, a little, like, midget cowboy or <laughs> little person cowboy. Classic. Um, and, it, like, 
I don't know why everyone who was associated with the original show was so upset because yeah. in the opening titles to the original show, the main character punches a woman in the face. <laughs> so I don't think they have really a very high horse to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. to be on. But um, yeah, I, apparently there's a lot of love for that show, but it, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'd ne- I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, it I, it it's uh one of the long series of like you know. Uh, big budget adaptations of shows that no one remembers, mm. like The Lone Ranger or yeah. Dark Shadows, mm. or yeah. like you know, oh, it's a name that people will recognize, and people are like that was a show. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I just thought of something, like you know, with the <laughs> steampunk, how they are like retrofitting old technologies with like newer mechanisms mm. or whatever. Yeah, what was with the um. He'd like made the impermeable material, and yeah. it was like it was just chain, chain mail. mail. Yeah. Mm. Was that like was that a gag that it was like a really ancient material that had like been brought forward into the modern day? Because uh, I was like, am I missing something here? Like that is not very interesting. It's just, uh, <laughs> like medieval knights were wearing this like uh, a thousand years before. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It's not a very good gag. <laughs> So you're thinking about it too much. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's it. Because, <laughs> because by the time you, if you're watching the movie and you thought that, <laughs> by the time you finish that thought, the movie's like I know, yeah, on the other side of the planet. writing a freaking synopsis of this. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, I can't remember what happened at all. Like, i got to troll back over all this crap. I think it was... What I think I love about this movie is to be like, what would be the most fun thing to happen next? Mm. Like, okay, so yeah. they've got this car. What are all the fun gags we can put in yeah. this in this train carriage? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, what if the uh, the pool table turns upside down? And what if yeah. his boobies <laughs> turn into fire? And like, there's like all these like, let's just throw every fucking gag that we yeah. can think yeah. of. And it's like, does it make sense? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's for thirteen year olds. Yeah. I just didn't find it funny at all. Like, I just. I didn't think I didn't get many laughs out of it at all. Maybe that scene where they're like talking about the boobs and the buckwheat and the water or whatever, and the yeah. old man was listening was like kind of like I, I don't know. know. I didn't find like, that funny, but no, that's probably it. only because I was having flashbacks to um, Bad Boys. Is it Bad Boys one or two where they're like having a conversation that the whole store mishears as being like uh, yeah, a gay yeah. thing, uh, and everyone like gets, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's like I just. I, enough with the enough like, with that. that yeah. like, it's a pretty well well trodden path that one. Yeah. yeah. Um. But no, it was more just the outrageous, outrageous silliness yeah. of like yeah. they have a giant mechanical spider. Yeah. The the man in the like just the fun imaginative stupid ideas. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that uh, like you would walk into a room that's full of portraits. <laughs> yeah. And not notice that everyone in the portrait is actually <laughs> a, person. a person who's just standing, standing there, there very still. Like, do they not understand how perspective <laughs> and parallax works? <laughs> like, you would notice the difference. I did like that actually in that scene where he fires like five shots and they're all dead on the ground, yeah, and then yeah. one guy just drops from the ceiling. <laughs> And did you notice as well that when they they fire the five shots uh, and they have all the people dead on the ground and then they you see the the pictures of the people mm. and the area where they were standing is now just blank? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. But it's fucking fantastic. It's so funny. It's so funny. Remember when the the big um, the Wild West theme ride at Movie World opened and was based on this movie? Oh, did they reskin the existing? No, 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 no. It was built. And released specifically because I remember really? going on the the 
the like, is this the log drop yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. I remember going on that, but I don't remember it being Wild Wild West themed. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it was originally Wild Wild West themed because there's still a Wild Wild West poster. Right. Like up in the bit where you walk in, but it's called Wild West Adventure Falls or something. Yeah, because mm. like I went to Disneyland and there's the Tiki Bar and since Lalo and Stitch came out, they like re-themed it, it as, like yeah. as the Lalo and Stitch Tiki mm. Bar and they have like a little animatronic Lalo come out and like fuck up what I wanted, which was just a pure Tiki experience. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this Disney crap. <laughs> yeah, I, like I could totally see the the log ride being just like this generic kind of Wild West thing. It it's, was gener- like- it's generic now. Oh, it was, so they, it was they opened originally as Wild Wild West uh, when right. they thought that would be a good idea. <laughs> when it was a massive flop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, take the God. Jim West out yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take the funky bass out of it. Yeah. I wonder if any of those rides are still there. I went to Movie World when I was a kid, and I remember going on the. Uh, Batman ride, which at the time right, was. So I'm going to I'm going to answer every single question you have about movie world because I, I went two years ago. Oh, oh excellent! Yeah, I've yeah. never so, been to any of the worlds. Oh, it's like a great that's regret really, of my life. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I grew really up sad. on the Gold Coast, so I yeah. um, I only went to movie world once, but I went to Dream World once or twice a year. Oh. I I used to live around the corner from Sea World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it. Yeah, I'm super um, jealous. Uh, but yeah, Can you okay, see so- the dolphins like from your bedroom window. Yeah, I was best friends with. Can you see Free Willy? I was also <laughs> like, side note, I was actually an extra on the television series Flipper. Were you? Really? Yeah, I was. Yeah, no. I was. I was. Uh, you paid for that? I did. I got no? paid. I got paid very well, and I. I very well. Oh, very well. Very, for, very for handsomely eight, for, for, for an eight-year-old, I did. <laughs> and um, uh, they they had a line that they wanted to give to like Ooh. one of the kids oh. in the room. Like, was it? Was it? <laughs> uh no like okay so the scene i never saw the episode that i was in but the scene was very short like this gave me a glimpse into what the film industry would actually be like they spent and you were hooked from that moment on. they spent a whole day feeling filming two lines which was um uh they were talking about ameliorate ameliorate which is apparently some sort of chemical compound okay and mm. so the the guy at the front of the class goes is trying to read it and he's like a meal e or eight and then the the line that they gave the extra was what about tigger as in like tigger from winnie the pooh a meal e or eight uh, what about tigger bad joke, bad joke. Real, very bad yeah real bad joke so they they tried a bunch of kids that'd to take a while to get, get that right i think i i didn't get the line but i sat next to the kid who did get the oh, line with and your brush with fame uh and so basically the scene went a meal e or eight what about Tigger? Bell rings, classic thing where it's like, okay, kids, you know, remember the da 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 da, and everyone's packing up and leaving and not paying attention to the teacher. And so I started the scene. They filmed the scene 50 times. I started the scene. I had. Who's directing the scene. It's like had, Spielberg. Flipper, we got to get it right. Got I had right. a couple folders. I had a pencil case. I had a ruler. I had a racer, some pencils. So you just standard school kit. Yeah. I had all these things. Or right? Did you provide them this yourself? Or no, no, no. They, they gave provided, they provided these gave to me, right? Did you get to keep them after the shoot? Or? Uh, Were they flipper themed? Well, yeah. Okay. So what happened was uh, the bell rings. Everyone has to get out. You have to pack up your shit quite quickly. And I kept getting start picking up all my shit because and then so like they start like okay we'll we'll take the folder off him just have a book and a pencil case and a ruler you should be able to manage, and, that, and, manage that and then they kept taking more and more stuff on me <laughs> and by the end of it I just had a ruler so in this in this filmic world I've come to class with just a ruler what am I ruling I mean I know it's science class but it makes no sense 
<laughs> the world building was just like oh, disappointing. Let down by the. <laughs> I think it was the scene probably got cut. That's why you've never seen it. They're like, who the hell's this kid with <laughs> the ruler? We can't put that Who's in. This Goofy kid next to the ki- awesome kid with a line. <laughs> oh, but the kid with the line kept fucking up the line as well. Oh. So like the line was, "What about Tigger?" God, and if he it- kept fucking up his line. You should have given him your ruler. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggly cunt. Uh, <laughs> so he kept fucking up his line. His line was, what about Tigger? And he kept going, huh, Tigger. <laughs> so the, the scene was just going, a meal ER8, huh, Tigger. <laughs> anyway, the question I was trying to ask you before I got distracted. Um, what are we, movie are we talking just, about I'm again? I'm looking at IMDb. Free Willy. Yeah. We should the- do Free Willy. <laughs> In the in the goof section of IMDb, there's a thing about how some kid turned up to class with only a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hates that kid. <laughs> oh, I'm a meme. Um, yeah, yeah. So, okay, did you, you went two years ago. Okay. I remember my favorite ride when I went, which is probably 15, maybe more years ago. Yeah, was the. The Batman Returns ride, yeah, which okay. is one of those ones where they put you in the little car and they like mm. shake it it's around. Like a simulator. A simulator. Okay, so yeah. that was that was replaced by uh, a Justice League simulator, Ugh. which was shit because it was um, like computer animated. Ugh. The Batman Return ones was great because yeah. it was like you were actually driving. I think it actually it. had Danny DeVito yeah, in it, yeah, and yeah. like you know, like you were in the Bat car and you mm. went like, and there was all these penguins everywhere, and yeah. it was fucking, it was awesome. It was super awesome. Um, so that got replaced by the Justice League thing, which was shit, which was there the last time we went to Movie World. Mm. This time we went to Movie World, it's been replaced by another Justice League thing, but it's like the... Um, did you go on the... Star to- Tours? Uh, no, it's like... Did you go on the Toy Story ride at Disneyland where you, sh- where you shoot the... No, they didn't, aliens? they didn't have that. So it's this Justice League thing where you go around in a, in a car. Oh, but you, you can actually interact a, with you it. You get a laser gun and you got to zap these like evil starfish. Right. Cool. Because I went on one in Disneyland that was like the Batman one, but a Star Wars one, mm-hmm. and you wore 3D glasses. Yeah, yeah. And it, but it, like, it was a lot of it was computer generated, but yeah. it was like, um, you know, movie level, yeah. kind of computer generated, yeah, where yeah. you were like flying through like the Wookiee planet and yeah, stuff, yeah. and and like Chewie would get stuck on the front of the screen and they would screen wipe <laughs> them off. <laughs> Chewie. <laughs> uh, well, sorry, yeah. Wild Wild West. How do we get into? Oh yeah, we're yeah, movie yeah. world. So Wild Wild West is still there. It's called something different. Uh, Lethal Weapon is now uh, Arkham Asylum. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Is it just a roller coaster still? It's the same roller coaster, but, but they've just re- they've redone. What it. about the Superman one? Superman one is still Superman. Okay. Um, and there's a Greenland roller coaster. Do like they still the have the Police Academy show? That is now like the Holden stunt show. Ugh. Oh god. Yeah. Boganified. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's dire. Where yeah. do they just? Roll out in a hole and, and like a bunch of people come and look at it and they go, fuck, sick, 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 sick. Do burnout. Bro. They do basically just do burnouts, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, a couple of jumps and stuff. Donuts. Mm. Mm. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, and there's uh, like four times a day or whatever, um, the whole, all the lights go out and um, there's this big thing that Batman's going to turn up. Right? Yeah. And it's Batman from the new movie. So Batman comes out with the tumbler. Oh, like does a lap around and he's got these cops and stuff. And I think the Joker turns up sometimes and all that sort the, of stuff. The Heath Ledger style Joker? Yeah, yeah. So he comes out and does his thing and then he parks at right up the end. Mm. And if you want a photo with cool movie Batman in the tumble, you've got to pay for it. But then halfway down the street, there's shitty like t- 
tights and black underpants. Batman. Oh, like Adam West, <laughs> Batman. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's. I think it's technically. I think it's Batman the animated series. Batman. Oh, not okay. like hilarious campy Batman, but. Just like second tier Batman, and right? You can get free photos with him, like the kind <laughs> of Batman that just like hangs out near the Hollywood. Uh, yeah, yeah, in- precisely. Yeah. yeah, like quite a good, quite a good Batman, but not grade A Batman. And I desperately wanted to ask him what it's like to I be second grade Batman. When I was in Hollywood, there was just like really fat Superman. Mm. Like you know, have you been to Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard? No, I've been to Hollywood on the Gold Coast. I've been to Hollywood. <laughs> I've been to Hollywood on the Gold yeah. Coast, but yeah, but yeah, I've been uh, to Hollywood Boulevard as well. I yeah, there's Hollywood. just real like. They're just like dudes who like rock up for tourists to get photos <laughs> yeah. and get money. Get and there was like the fattest Superman, <laughs> uh, sorry, Spider Man, with just like wearing a backpack and just like kind of half asleep against the pole because no yeah. one was like wanted oh, to take a photo yeah. with a fat Batman. That's so sad. Superman. Spider Man. <laughs> you think that'd have a fair bit of novelty value? Fat Spider Man. Yeah, I would have paid. Well, I'm not going to pay to get Did you like get a selfie with him? Like, I hate it when you do that. You can't. Maybe you don't. When he's sleeping. Yeah, they'll come up and abuse you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing like getting abused by fat Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Slinging web in your face. Yeah. Sorry, what were we talking about? Uh, Wild Wild West. Wild Wild, Wild West. West. The yeah. most expensive movie of 1999. Mm. The movie that Get Will, out. The movie that Will Smith did instead of The Matrix. Yeah. Get out. Mm. Yeah. It was more expensive than The Matrix. I guess it was. With all these- it was $170 million, which for 1999 is... <laughs> Fucking crazy. Why yeah. would they give them that money? Just like, it's just Why? part of the whole ridiculousness of it, I think. But it, it goes- There's just some madman with all this money just throwing it around. Did yeah. it flop, like, that badly? Like, how much did it make? It made its money back um, internationally. Uh, but, yeah, it flopped really bad. Mm. And well, I think the reason that it's considered a flop is because basically everyone involved with it has publicly said how much they don't yeah. like it. Even, like, the director? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. Wow. Uh, uh, this was interesting. Shane Black, writer uh, of... He did Iron Man 3, and, and but is probably best known for um, Mel Gibson and the Lethal Weapon series, uh, was going to do... Was, he was going to write a version of it starring Mel Gibson... Wild Wild West was going to be done in 1992, oh written by Shane Black, starring Mel Gibson. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine the silliness. What a different movie that would be. <laughs> would would it have still been funny? Um, I don't know. I didn't watch enough of the original series to get a sense of if it was a straight, like how comedic it yeah. was supposed to be. It. Definitely wasn't serious because it had a like. Oh, maybe it was serious, and I just saw a really weird episode. But like the ten minutes or whatever that I saw was just like these guys talking to a little person in a cowboy outfit. Yeah, and like the animated opening titles, um, where the main character punches a woman in the face. Mm -hmm. I think kisses and then punches. Uh, I think possibly my favorite bit about how ridiculous this movie is um, is. Uh, so it happens a couple of times in the movie, but uh, I, I realise that the first time it happens. So one of Kevin Klein, who's um, the wacky inventor guy, mm. one of his things is that he's really good at disguises, and he and he's yeah. always got disguises. And his Very first good. scene, he's disguised as a woman. Yeah. Uh, so there's a scene where Jim West goes to see the president in the White House, 
uh, and he goes in and it turns out uh, that the guy he goes to see is not actually the president, it's Kevin Klein in a disguise. Yeah. And I feel like the scene, the idea of the scene is, look how great not only Kevin Klein's character is at disguises, mm. but also this is a $170 million movie, look how good we are at making up someone to look like someone else. <laughs> but then the president's just played by Kevin Klein as yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so silly to me. Like, Well, I thought that that scene was about look how great Kevin Klein is at disguises, but also look how great Will Smith is at, like, seeing through disguises. And also Mm. look how ridiculous we are that we've just cast Kevin Klein as the the president as well. (laughs) I like that because the president was just always just, like, completely unimpressed by everything that those two characters (laughs) did. Like, they tried to save the the president so many times and they kept getting kind of foiled and the president was just like, ugh. (laughs) He rewards them so handsomely. Yeah, at the end of the movie, he's like, I'm starting a new agency. And I legitimately, for a second, thought (laughs) he was going to say men in black. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to do an alternate ending there really time together. (laughs) His, uh, His outfit was pretty similar to a men in black suit. Yeah, the glasses. The yeah. It just yeah. had like bronze buttons and like a hat yeah. and a waistcoat. And his name was Jim West. Yeah. And the character in Men in Black is James, James Black. James Black. It's not is James it- Black. <laughs> <laughs> James Blunt? James Blake? <laughs> what is it? It's like James. It's ja- James, James Edwards, I want to say. Edwards, yeah. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like to think Until that Until they- that all gets deleted. Yeah. Okay. Fix that up. I like to think that um, that's his great grandfather. Mm. That's how the the, the world's are created. Yeah. Uh, links. Um, I did think this hat, like my memory of it, was that it had more of like a magical element to it, but it actually that his hat had a magical. No, element. No, no, that this film yeah. that it had. Oh, oh it had. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so he had, really had a magical hat. hat. I remember the hat. Gryffindor. <laughs> He's pulling rabbits out of the hat every two minutes. No, no magicians at all in this film. Disappointingly. Hmm. Um, but no, it was all just uh, wacky inventions. Can I tell you my two favourite lines of the movie? Yeah, then I'll tell you my two favourite lines of the okay, movie. Okay, they're not the same. One is... <laughs> they're, they're totally... The same. <laughs> one of them is definitely the same. Do you want to say it at the same time? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, say the one... You've got two, right? Yeah. Say the one that's closer to the end of the movie. Yeah. Right? One, two, three. No, no more Mr. Mr. Knife Guy! <laughs> So there's a bit where Will, oh, Will Smith is fighting a bunch of just like amped up uh, mechanics who are uh, kind of so- steampunk cyborgs, and one of them has like knives for hands. And before Will Smith <laughs> pushes him off the giant mechanical spider, he just says, "No more, no more Mr. Mr. Knife Guy." And like, every time I, every time I've seen that movie, even though I was I was sitting here by myself watching it this morning, I was. Holding my sides <laughs> and crying with laughter because that is such a fucking terrible joke. But it's so good. <laughs> it's just the idea that no one, no one decided not to put that in the movie. Why would they decide to put that not in the movie? It's the best line. It's the, I just said it was my favourite line in the movie. Uh, no more Mr. Knife Guy. No Mr. Knife Guy. That's the line you say when you're making fun of lines like that. <laughs> uh, and the second one is, and this is like, I don't know if this was intentional, um, but so they're flying the uh, 
to to get onto the giant mechanical spider, they decide they need to make this kind of like rudimentary aeroplane. Uh, and Will Smith is making fun of him and saying, what are you going to call it? Like the air gravity repellent device or because he's got these long winded names for his inventions. And he says, I don't know, maybe air Gordon. And (laughs) (laughs) that that was great. (laughs) And I like, I don't know. I just had this moment in my head where I just like saw like, uh, space jam era, Michael Jordan just come onto the screen. (laughs) Oh, that's take. (laughs) And I also laughed at that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, my other favourite lines were uh, when uh, they've got Selma Hayek, they've let her come on the adventure oh, with God. them for some reason. No. And they say goodnight to her. These uh-huh. ones I wrote down just... I wouldn't call them favourite. <laughs> <laughs> they... they um, nice she flat. And, she, she comes and says goodnight and then uh, turns to walk away. And she's got this like old timey long long johns long johns on with the butt with flap the, and the butt flap is open and you can see like you part can see, of you part can of see a butt. bit of a butt yeah you can yeah. and Kevin Klein accidentally they're just saying about how uh, it's nice having her on board she's and, a breath of fresh oh. yeah <laughs> she went, don't ruin it for I no I stopped I stopped <laughs> well the first the first gag is he accidentally says she's a breath of fresh ass. <laughs> Which is such a strange thing to say. And then the second thing, then they, he said, makes another mistake and says, what? I just said she's a breast of fresh air. Yeah. It's a very, like, carry-on joke. Yeah. Like, it's so, yeah. are you being served? Yeah. And the second one, a breast, a breast of fresh air kind of makes sense mm. in that joke context. A breath of fresh ass... Doesn't but, even rhyme. But you can't it start, you can't start with breast of fresh air yeah. because well, it, it's, it's about the butt joke. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it was really well put together scene. Yeah. <laughs> the comic timing was just really... It just builds. It mark. just builds. Yeah. yeah. But no more Mr. Knife Guy. Mo- no more Mr. Mr. Knife no Guy. Mr. Knife Guy. Is fucking fantastic. It's kind of, that was the sort of scene where, like, I that wonder, guy came out on the screen and you're like, I bet someone's going to say no more Mr. Knife Guy. And then he does. I Yeah, I wonder if they... they conceive the character like as they're like I have a really funny joke yeah. I'm almost a knife guy write a knife guy into right this movie get some knives in this movie um, I also like the bit uh, where Loveless is like bragging kind of about how so Loveless is uh, half a man he from the hips down he like doesn't exist and he's in this steampunk wheelchair but he's bragging about how he can still enjoy the pleasures of a woman because he's a mad inventor and he's invented some kind of like contraption that allows him to to do that. And then it just like as he's doing this speech, it cuts away to this other machine that he's got, which is the machine that turns the mechanical frisbees loose to to cut off ma- magnetic people's heads. Mm-hmm. Makes sense Pe- if you've seen the movie. Uh, and it's just this like very phallic pumping giant thing. <laughs> and I just I laughed at that. I thought that was funny. It's a, like this movie. Like let's get one thing straight. This movie is made for thirteen-year-old boys, yeah. Yeah. and I just—you lo- are essentially, a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I saw, but I saw this when I was a thirteen-year-old yeah. boy, mm. and like, it's I I lo- I like what they used to make for thirteen-year-old boys more than what they make for thirteen-year-old boys yeah, now. And yeah. yes, I agree that some of the like oh, you yeah, know yeah. The, the boobies and the, and the racistness is- I think it just made me sad that I'm like oh I think I've grown up and I don't find it that funny anymore which is like sad I yeah I I just love it it's so goofy and I like 
I would watch this over Transformers any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't. I I have definitely seen it before as a maybe as a thirteen year old, but I can't. I can't remember. I don't remember like loving it as a thirteen. I can't remember seeing it as a thirteen year old. Yeah. But I loved it as a twenty nine year old. Yeah, I, I've seen this like I saw it a couple years ago, yeah. and like I I've seen this movie more than yeah. I should have like, seen I this th- movie. I think it should be a cult hit. I like exactly. I think it's better now than it yeah. was when yeah. it came out. And I out. think it's going to just keep getting better with age. It's like Space Jam. Like mm. people love Space Jam, yeah. and but I always I talk about like th- it's like an ongoing joke. Like this is the reason that we're watching it. It's not part of the franchise. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm constantly <laughs> talking about how much yeah. I love Wild Wild West. People are always like, oh yeah, whatever. Callum's just being a dickhead. It's like no, I actually really no, it's like actually it. really I think good. it's fucking yeah. fun. I had forgotten that the song Wild Wild West mm. is just a Stevie Wonder song. Like it really is. Mm. And, and I think it was one one of those songs. Wasn't the original Men on Black song was like that as well? They, they yeah. Started, uh, yeah, they and, sample stuff. They're just sampling something. But it's like the whole thing. Like it's like oh, really? just yeah. Well, you know, they add the like rap to it, but it's like the like funky kind of bass bit. Yeah. Um, but the Stevie Wonder album that this song is on, it also has Pastime Paradise, which is uh, Gangsters oh, Paradise. Yeah. Ah. So it's like two songs that I lo- loved in the nineties: yeah, Gangsters yeah. Paradise and Wild Wild yeah. West. And like. Gangsters Paradise, song. also the only song that Coolio, on that album, I think, that Coolio didn't swear on because Stevie Wonder wouldn't let him use the song. Oh, uh, really? Oh, really? There you go. Well, so I hear. <laughs> you know that um, the the way that I became familiar with Gangsters Paradise is by hearing uh, Amish the Paradise. Amish Paradise. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> we live in a postmodern world, don't we? Yeah, we do. Should we rank them up? Let's rank them up. Yeah. Wow, wow, where's number one? <laughs> Are we ranking like total? I think yeah, total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, so Wawa is number one. <laughs> I look honestly. I had more fun watching this again than than the original Men in Black. I love Men in Black, but this is it, it, they're they're really like name another movie that's like this. You can't. It's great. <laughs> uh, so great movie. <laughs> Wawa West is the best Men in Black. Men in Black <laughs> 1 is the second best Men in Black, then Men in Black 3, then Men in Black 2. So I'm going to go Men in Black 1, then Wild Wild West, then Men in Black 3, then Men in Black 2. Mm. Yeah, Wild Wild West was fucking rad. I wasn't looking forward to it, but it's so good. I'm mm. 100% on board. With yeah, Wild Wild West. Mm. I think I'm slightly less enthusiastic. I think we, to, I think we can Wild start West. a campaign to like bring back Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. What do we want? Wild Wild West. Where do we want it? Let's, <laughs> let's make Wild Wild West great again. I would, I would cream my pants so hard <laughs> if at the end of this reboot. Um, of with uh, Twenty One Jump Street, Men, they Men in the- Black, they end up back in Wild Wild West. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go Men in Black One, Men in Black Three, Wild Wild West, then Men in Black Two. Do you like Wild Wild West less than Men in Black Three? I did. Yeah. I actually did not enjoy it that much. I know that makes me a bit of a kill. <laughs> so why did what did you not like? You you just none of the jokes landed. Like because it's like it's. I just genuinely did not find it funny. I was like, I felt like it was just a, uh, yeah, flat, yeah. flat jokes. Like, I, I, I appreciate the wackiness and the yeah. silliness was, yeah. like, amusing, but I just didn't really, I didn't really laugh mm. at all. Yeah. See, this is, like, this is right up my alley. Yeah. This is my genre of movie. Is like- <laughs> I feel like you need to have, like, a once a year Wild Wild West party. Yeah. 
where everyone has to dress in Wild Wild West. Maybe it was also it not Wild meeting Wild. my expectation. Like, I ex- I was expecting to really love it again. Like, that mm. it had been so long since right. I'd seen it. And I was- I suppose if you had, you had the single and everything. I, I really were, liked it when yeah. I was when I was younger. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is not how I remembered it at all. Like- I still want to see- I what I remembered it. I w- still want to see our um, idea for the sequel of Wild Wild West, mm. where it's Cisco in the, in the lead yeah. role. Looking for yeah. for Jim West. Wasn't it Cisco brother. and Jackie Chan? Wasn't that the idea? It was it was Wild Wild East. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the story we came up with? The crossover. Yeah. East mm. meets West. Mm. Mr. West. Yeah. East will never meet West. <laughs> I did actually think it was it essentially felt like a Bond movie a lot of it. I I yeah, I yeah. had that, I had that note. Yeah, yeah. totally. With the all party, the party the party the villain's yeah. lair, yeah. like yeah. the cyborg people with yeah. like very yeah. jaws. No, no, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. It was a very like seventies throwback yeah. Bond movie. Yeah. Um There you go. Mm. <laughs> well, that wraps up Wild Wild West and Men in Black Three. I suppose we should jump into some loosely related recommendations. Wow. <laughs> Alex, what you got? Um, I'll recommend um, this is slightly not really in keeping with uh, the Wild Wild West wackiness, but um, you got to relate it though. You I'll w- definitely relate it. Okay. Well, well, maybe I had slightly unusual tastes as a as a younger man, but um, one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was Henry V, the Fifth, uh, the Shakespeare. <laughs> Uh, film play. You're a, you're a weird kid. Really. Yeah, I really loved the the Kenneth Branagh. What, what, what age are we talking here? <laughs> I reckon when I was like ten. You loved Henry V. Yeah, you were 10. it was cool. It was like it had lots of battles. How did in you it. come? How did like? Why did you see this? I think I guess my my parents were like wanting to me to watch something that was like uh you know yeah. Enriching Turn and that Rugrats shit on. Yeah, and it Henry. still had it had like war and you know heroism and stuff in it. So it was like you know. Yeah, right. Kids are into that. Anyway, yeah. and and so the Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh, Branagh um yeah. like adaptation of 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 Henry V, 1989. Mm. Um it's a stirring film. It really is uh, quite spectacular and I I like knew off by heart this like speech that he did. Right. Um yeah. at like the Battle of Argencourt. Oh um where he's like Did you ever perform once it more into the Oh, I did. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. I think I had to I went to this like weird Shakespeare camp. Um, no, it was like this philosophy. You up a lot as a kid. I went to this like philosophy school thing that my mum was like involved philosophy in. Philosophy school. Yeah, and it was like um, you went to like a Saturday school, and it was you learnt. It wasn't like a church group, but you learnt about like Hinduism and right. like all different faiths and stuff. So it was like Sunday school, but like yeah, but like interfaith kind yeah. of yeah. But, yeah. But, Philosophy, yeah, which was like kind of no, progressive thing for my mum to be into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cool mum. That's good. Um, but yeah, uh, we had to like learn a Shakespeare um, soliloquy or yeah, speech, right, and yeah. so I learnt this once more onto the bridge. Well, like, friends I've once got more. This down. I've been watching well, this I'm, every week. I can't weekend. remember whether like learning this speech like got you into got it. Got me into it. Yeah, but right. I used to watch this film all the time. I remember really? at like my. Like grade four um, birthday party, I could like have a movie to your watch with my friends. Grade four, oh my God, and I friends. and I chose. Uh, <laughs> this explains a lot. <laughs> and it was, I don't know if my friends are into it. Actually, I think I ended up in tears at that uh, birthday party. It was like because no one was no into one was my sleepover movie. party, so maybe people and everyone fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> But I enjoyed it. Beautiful oh, music as well. Bullshit. Let's watch Wild Wild West. This sucks. Oh, <laughs> uh, here it's being released in about four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I guess it would have been, yeah, like 90, I've 96 got, or something. I've got Shane Black's script for Wild Bill Wilson. Let's reenact that because I hear there's a Will Smith version coming out in a few years. Shut up, you uncultured swines. <laughs> Anyway, great film. Check it out. <laughs> Even this group of five-year-olds are like, ten-year-olds are like, no more Mr. Knife yeah. Guy. <laughs> Shakespeare came up with some zingers, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a line. They took that straight out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Alas, no more Mr. Knife, knife Guy. <laughs> I think, And I think Kenneth Branagh's uh, performance in, in Wild Wild West mm. was so... Uh, I haven't actually seen the... 1989 Henry V became a brand. It's pretty. It's pretty great. And Hamlet. Hold up. I, I haven't watched it recently. Actually, I'd like to watch it again because I imagine it would still be pretty stagey. Like it wasn't a big budget thing. Because yeah, yeah. Hamlet was. Um, because I did like Hamlet at school and yeah. watched the film and that, and that's like pretty amazing film. Like actually had good actors in it and yeah. shot on really like cool locations and sets and stuff. Mm. But yeah, yeah, maybe Henry V is pretty. Uh, you know, on the yeah. back lot somewhere. Yeah. The British soldiers, <laughs> mud flecked on their faces. Yeah. Oh. Mm. But it's uh, interestingly, like the speeches in Henry V, um, a lot of sports coaches say that they use, oh, really? um, they yeah. use like the intonation and the kind yeah. of, um, like these speeches like build up from this like almost whispered kind of right. thing to this like mm. heroic, like follow me men, like into almost certain death. And mm. it's, yeah, like Kevin Sheedy or whatever, like yeah, talks yeah, about right. how he like uses that to to rev up the troops. Yes, he's really- doing a bit of uh, <laughs> Henry V. Oh, I gave it one hundred ten percent. Yeah, yeah, just just used the Henry V. Uh, speech there. Um, there's a great. Have you seen Beasts of No Nation? That no Netflix movie. Uh, I really want to watch it, but I just I never. I, I yeah, yeah, you know, I don't have the uh, the resolve to watch that after a long day's work. Yeah. What what is it? Um, it's about uh, like child soldiers in Africa. Oh. Um, and I it, thought it was going to be like a sports movie or no, something. No. But Idris Elba plays like a warlord sort of guy. Um, and it's an amazing film. And there's this really amazing scene where he's revving up the child soldiers to mm. go and like raid this village. And it's... Sounds yeah. intense. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Can that be my recommendation? <laughs> sure. Great. Piece of no nation. So you're relating it to, to Alex's, Alex's, Alex's recommendation. recommendation. Okay. Uh my recommendation is uh, I I will relate it. Mm. Uh, it's not related, but it's I yeah I uh, so uh, the last few episodes I've recommended Japanese um, video games. <laughs> the saga continues, and I'm, and I'm not going to disappoint with this episode. I, I traded in uh, Resident Evil Seven, finished it. Uh, EB have this thing: if you trade it in within a week, you can just like trade it for something else. Oh, yeah. So trade yeah. trade it for something else. Uh, another Japanese game, mm-hmm. this time a Japanese samurai Ooh. game uh, called Neo, which is this brutally difficult, uh, but like so far quite fun uh, samurai game where you play uh, this Irish guy <laughs> who gets washed ashore in like ancient Japan and like learns from Hotari Hanzo how to become Ooh. a samurai. Um, and he keeps a, a cat in his breast pocket. Mm. There's this... Uh, it's cat. fucking great. He, like, opens up his shirt and this cat pops out and, like, says a couple things and then he pushes it back into <laughs> his shirt. Um, but, like, while I was watching Wild Wild West today, all I could think about was, like, how I would, like, I just really want to play this game instead. And then I started thinking about, like, how good it would be if, like, the third part of, like, the trilogy for... Barry Sonnenfeld and 
and Will Smith was like, they make the sci-fi movie, they make the Wild Wild West movie, and then they make the, the samurai, samurai movie. Yeah. And I would love to see mm. the like Will Smith plays a samurai who like washes up on rural uh, uh, feudal Japan mm. and then has to fight a bunch of like uh, demonic samurais. Mm. And uh, there's a Hitari Hanzo who's played by like I don't know Jackie Chan, I guess. Yeah, we'll stick with Jackie Chan. Isn't the um? I know he's not Japanese. The latest the Scorsese movie is like a samurai thing, isn't it? Silence. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, it looks mm. pretty pretty dark. I think mm. it's all about like torture and yeah. I really gonna mm. want to go back and watch um that Takashi McKay samurai movie. Oh, do you remember what it's called? And it's and mm. it's basically Home Alone but with samurais. I didn't it's like know. a bunch of these samurais, like ten samurais, and they like get stuck in a town, and there's all these people who are gonna come, and they like booby trap the town. Mm. It's fucking yeah, fantastic. Cool. cool. I think that could work actually. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think the um, Wild Wild West actually had a bit of like. A western and a samurai story have certain similarities. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They don't make enough good samurai movies anymore. Have you guys seen the trailer for that new um, Matt Damon movie, oh, The, the cool. Great Wall? Oh, my God. <laughs> that... Is he is he meant to be, like, a white guy in it or yeah. not? Tom Cruise played a white samurai. The last mm. samurai. Mm. Mm. It's Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not a samurai in this movie. He's something else. Mm. There's a lot of he's an engineer. Um, cr- like the the kind of Chinese crossover movie is like yeah, not even yeah. a crossover anymore. It's no, just like, like a Chinese is, movie is a tri- with a this with is a, a Chinese. Yeah, it's like Zhang Yimou, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is what I mean. Like this is the movie that like thirteen year olds are going to see now. Yeah, like Wild Wild West is so yeah. much more fun. And it yeah. just looks like another fucking CGI, like thousands of CGI soldiers like running over yeah. big battle scenes. Mm-hmm. Like oh god, kill me. Yeah, it doesn't even have a, uh, Henry the Fifth speech in it. Exactly. Come on, give me a bit of drama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, do you guys want to find out what we're watching for next oh, episode? Yeah. Uh, very, very. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, do you want hints and what I'm trying to guess, or do you want me to just tell you? Okay, give us a g- genre. Uh, so we haven't done one for a little while. Ooh. Romantic comedy. Ooh. How many? Two. Mm. And actually, no, not even. No, I'm not going to go with. I was just going to say comedy. I think. Mm. Two. Two of them. Fuck Two. it, I'm telling you. Miss Congeniality. Oh. oh. Because it's 2017, and it's all Sandra Bullock <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Uh, Sandra, 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 Sandra. Now we know that you watch Miss Congeniality every week anyway. And Miss Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous. <laughs> all right, all right. That's exciting. Yeah. So, uh, everyone at home, uh, pencil in your weekly watch of Miss Congeniality and adding Miss Congeniality 2, uh, starring the one and only Sandra Bullock. <laughs> uh, and we'll be back in a fortnight to talk all about it. Uh, in the meantime, get us on the website, franchisewithout.com. We're on Facebook. We're on other places. Uh, just get involved. Tell us what franchises you've been watching. Tell us what your favourite line is in Wild Wild West and why it's Miss No More Mr. Knife Guy. <laughs> in 500 words or less, explain why <laughs> No More Mr. Knife Guy is your favourite line in Wild Wild West. No More Mr. Knife Guy. Discuss. <laughs> 
so until next time, I've been Jack. I've been Alex. I've been Callan. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye. 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 Man in black. Man in black. We're going straight. We're just the man in black. We're going straight. Man in black. Independence Day. Whoa, 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 whoa.